Chapter Twenty One of the Outdoor Girls of Deepdale. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jennifer Dahlman. The Outdoor Girls of Deepdale by Laura Lee Hope. The Letter. The effect of the boy's words on the girls was electrical. Betty paused midway in her first aid work and stared at him. Grace, who had, unconsciously perhaps, been eating some of her chocolates, dropped one half-consumed. Amy looked at Betty to see what the little captain would do. Molly murmured something in French. Just what does not matter. Did, did he really lose a $500 bill, faltered Betty, as she resumed her bandaging? but her hands trembled in spite of herself. "'Well, that's what he said,' replied the boy. "'He sure did make an awful fuss about it. I thought he was crazy at first, and when he ran and jumped off the train, I was sure of it.' "'Did he get hurt?' asked Amy breathlessly. "'No, ma'am, not that I could see. The train was slowing up the station, you know. I think it was Batesville, but I'm not sure.' "'That's the next station beyond Deepdale,' murmured Grace." "'What's that, ma'am?' asked the boy respectfully. "'Oh, nothing. We just know where it is, that's all. A five-hundred-dollar bill. Fancy!' She glanced meaningly at her companions. "'Well, that's what he hollered,' said the boy. And he was real excited, too. "'Did you know him?' asked Betty, as she finished with the bandage. "'Never saw him before nor since. It was quite some time ago.' I'd just bought a new line of goods. Anyhow, I'm glad it wasn't me. I couldn't afford to lose many $500 bills, he laughed frankly. That's about as much as I make in a year. I mean altogether, he said, quickly, lest the girls get an exaggerated notion of the peddling business. I can't make that clear, though. I hope to sometime, he said proudly. Me want to go home, broke in little Nellie. Me want my mother's. All right, I'll take you to your real mother, spoke the boy peddler. I guess I can walk now. Thank you, he said to Betty. Couldn't I give you something? Some letter paper? A pencil? I've got a nice line of pencils. He motioned towards his pack. Oh, no, thank you, exclaimed Molly. We were only too glad to help, added Betty. You have done us a service in looking after the little girl. To say nothing of the $500 bill, added Grace in a low tone. Hush, cautioned Betty in a whisper. Don't let him know anything about it. And you are sure you wouldn't know that man again, asked Molly. I mean, the one you spoke of. Well, I'd know him if I saw him, but I'm not likely to. He was tall and good-looking, with a little black mustache. He got out of the train in a hurry when he woke up. You see, he was just sitting with the window open. It was very hot. He fell asleep. I noticed him tossing around in his seat, and every once in a while he would feel in his pocket. Then he hollered. Maybe someone robbed him, suggested Betty. Yet in her heart she knew the bill that she had found must belong to this unknown young man, the very man to whom they had once given something to eat. No one was in the car but him and me, said the boy, and I know I didn't get it. Maybe he didn't have it, or maybe it fell out the window. Anyhow, he cut up an awful row and rushed out. He might have dreamed it. Me want to go home, whined Nellie. 
all right i'll take you spoke the boy i can walk fine now thank you very much and he pulled on his shoe gingerly enough for the cut was no small one then shouldering his pack and taking hold of nellie's hand one having been refilled with chocolates by grace the boy peddler moved off down the road limping the girls calling out good-byes to him i hope it's all right to let that child go off with him said molly of course it is declared betty that boy had the nicest cleanest face i've ever seen and he must suffer from that cut oh i think it will be all right said amy you could trust that boy i agree with you remarked grace fancy him seeing the man lose the five hundred dollar bill we found she added do you think it's the same one asked betty i'm sure of it said molly i guess i am too admitted the little captain he was the tramp now i will know what to do what chorused her chums let the railroad company know about it they must have some inquiries i never thought of that before look he's waving to us and little nelly too added grace the boy and the little lost girl reached a turn in the road they looked back to send a voiceless farewell the child holding trustingly to the boy's hand come on exclaimed molly as the two passed from sight we'll hardly get to my aunt's house in time for supper and they hastened on somewhat to their relief they learned on reaching the home of mrs mulford in flatbush mrs mulford being molly's aunt that the boy peddler was a quite well-known and much-liked local character he was thoroughly honest and could be trusted implicitly some time later the girls learned from molly's aunt that the little lost tot had reached home safely and that the boy had to remain at her house for a week to recover from the cut on his foot the mother of the lost child took quite an interest in jimmy martin the boy peddler and looked after him so the news came to mrs mulford who had friends acquainted with the parents of the child who insisted that she had two mothers so that little incident ended happily and once more the outdoor girls were left to pursue their way as they had started out they stayed a day at molly's aunt a rain preventing comfortable progress and when it cleared they went on to hightown where they stopped with grace's cousin and now for the camp exclaimed betty one morning when they were headed for cameron where a half-brother of mr ford maintained a sort of resort containing bungalows and tents that he rented out it was near a little lake and it was a favorite place in summer though the season was too early for the regulars to be there mr ford had written to harry smith his half-brother and arranged for the girls to occupy one of the bungalows for several days mrs smith agreed to come and stay with them as company though we really don't need a chaperone laughed grace i think we can look after ourselves it will be better to have her at the bungalow said betty and so it was arranged betty had written the railroad company asking if any report of a lost sum of money had been received and the answer she got was to the contrary that leaves the five hundred dollar mystery as deep as ever she said showing the letter to her chums it had reached them at hightown maybe we should have just told that boy peddler and asked him to be on the lookout suggested amy no i do not think that it would have been wise to let him have the facts said betty 
the girls found the camp in the woods a most delightful place the bungalow was well arranged and furnished and though there were no other campers at the time the girls did not mind this i'll write home and ask will to come said grace he might like to spend a few days here and uncle harry has said he could take a tent if he liked ask frank haley too suggested amy and percy faulkner added molly with a sly glance at betty don't you dare came the protest i meant alan washburn corrected molly he can't come he has to take the bar exams cried betty quickly how do you know she was challenged he wrote and then betty blushed and stopped her companions laughed and teased her unmercifully there was some mail for the girls awaiting them at mr smith's house having been forwarded from deepdale and betty's letter contained a surprise among other things her mother wrote there has been some inquiries made here about the five hundred dollar bill down at the post office the other day a man came in and posted a notice saying that he had lost such a sum of money somewhere in this part of the country his name was henry blackford and the address is somewhere in new york state it was on a notice but some mischievous boys got to skylarking and tore it off your father is going to look into the matter oh maybe he'll find the owner of the money after all cried molly maybe returned betty End of chapter twenty one